2: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
4: It's week nine in the National Football League, and count them, one, two... Two. That's all we've got. Two games (laughs) in this late window. It's six teams on by. Hey, it happens. You know, when you change clocks, things get funky in the National Football League. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you like the five games in the late window, George, or is this – two game scenario uh fit your fancy? Five,
5: man. Five yeah. more. It, in, in football, more is always better. And the it's reason a- why is because some of these games are going to be duds. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh. and it guarantees like there's no possible way that you get five bad games. You know what I mean? No yep. possible way that you get five bad ones. You can get two bad ones. And this, in this Tampa Bay Rams game, I don't care how you try to spin it. How this is like watching Wisconsin versus Illinois right now? I mean, it's 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 like watching Rutgers versus yeah, 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 yeah. Rutgers versus Illinois. Like like in Illinois is having a pretty good season this year but it ain't exactly No I actually I'll even go Rutgers versus Michigan State this What is season. all this
4: Big 10 slander George? I mean come on can't we pick a crappy team from the Ooh. ACC? I mean seriously. I mean this is I mean, I'm surprised you didn't put Iowa in your crosshairs. Front. Oh my God! Yes,
5: yes. Oh, sorry. I yes, I yes, I Excuse me. In All right, calm down, calm down, George. They've <laughs> won <laughs> two in <laughs> a row.
6: Okay, they're actually beating people. So. Dude, That's have you seen, seen? I, 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 well, well, I have what seen you, Iowa. You, thanks. You, they're you playing I much better because
5: Thank you. because your name is Iowa Sam. But uh, and, dude, ha, how do you watch Iowa play football every week?
7: Uh, I watched them beat Purdue twenty-four to three, actually. So uh, Ooh, no problem with that. In your face, and George. beat Northwestern thirty-three to thirteen. So they put up more points on Northwestern than the Buckeyes did. How about that?
5: Well, and 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 they scored more points than they than they had the entire season it, it combined in the last 2 weeks. By well, the way, the entire, say,
4: the entire Big 10 West is yeah, right now tied for first, I think. Well, Illinois is <laughs> actually tied for first, but everybody else is like three and three. It's uh, but we're not we're not here to talk about okay. the Big Ten West. Okay, this so I'll go a-
5: Boston College versus Virginia. If if, if you there you go, there, I'm game for that. I'm game Futility. for
4: that. Yeah, I'm 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 just you know ease off of the Big Ten a little bit. I'll, <laughs> I'll say this that this Seahawks Cardinals game going on right now probably oh, has more pizzazz than rams buccaneers i mean the yes. the brand of the rams buccaneers is what draws you in in fact Number one, it's a CBS game, which is still really weird for me to adjust to. I know it's been a couple of years where we've had these cross-network games, but it's still really weird to see two NFC teams playing on CBS Facts. and two AFC teams playing on Fox. But you got Nance, you got Romo, you got the Rams and Buccaneers. But this is this is a, this is BC Virginia if you want to go there because Seahawks Cardinals with a Seahawks leading the division, uh, better offenses right now there there are better than both the Buccaneers and Rams you've got the division leader in Seattle maybe now the Cardinals can turn the corner that DeAndre Hopkins is back and has been a great weapon for Kyler Murray a lot more intrigue I think when you just are talking game for game for what the Seahawks and Cardinals provided as opposed to the Bucks and Rams well and the Cardinals are brutal
5: too like I mean I, I mean if we're if we're being honest they're a brutal watch too because Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury and his offense is not what it what it has like it it it's not materializing into what you know we all thought it was going to be and he has never had a winning record after 7 games in any season whether he was at Texas Tech or in the NFL, what do you think the chances are that they have a winning season for the rest of the season? Because they're already what one, two, three, four, five, six, and five. seven. Yep, yeah. yeah, and they and then they lost last last week, so they're already on on pace to to have a losing record for the after seven weeks into a season. This
4: is, you know, this is the second time that I've now seen. Kyler Murray have an issue with somebody in a game over these last couple of weeks. And now we just saw it on the sidelines in a conversation with DeAndre Hopkins. And then when the entire offense gathers around, I think George, that Kyler Murray is now just doesn't want the flack. Like we knew it was a problem last year when we heard at the end of the year that he didn't want to be blamed for the wrongdoings while he still got paid but now he's going to be blamed even more and it seems to be rubbing him the wrong way. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been a godsend for him coming back and and I get there's
5: in-game stuff going on. See, see the thing about Kyler Murray though is that Kyler Murray is frustrated with Cliff Kingsbury and frustrated with the organization. That's the that's the issue is that he didn't feel like that they did enough in the off season to help him out the way he doesn't get the blame because he knows that when you're a quarterback in this league, especially a black quarterback in this league, you are the, the the bar for, for just quarterback first is already extremely high. And when, when you get way more credit than you deserve, Lose and you get way more blame than you deserve. So, so his problem is not being happy with Cliff Kingsbury and the job that Cliff Kingsbury is doing, and the front office for not providing like like yes, they've come out and gotten some wideouts. Dan, it's just been more the offensive line, yeah. the defense, and, and and their scheming that he has a problem with.
4: Well, the uh, the Rams and Cooper Cup uh, not having a problem with that injured ankle. He's just connected with Matthew Stafford, 69-yard touchdown pass and catch. Rams have just taken the lead on the Buccaneers early in the second quarter. Extra point coming up. But that was a question. What's going to happen with Cooper Cup's ankle? Seemed fine on the 69-yard touchdown. Ooh, by the me, way, bro. the Bucs had troubles covering Cooper Cup in that divisional playoff game a few months back.
5: Facts. Three to, three to zero. I'm sorry, seven to, seven to three. They might as well be up by a million right now.
4: <laughs> Charlotte's Web is the world's most trusted hemp extract Founded to serve wellness seekers Looking for safe, clean, and natural options It's the number one CBD brand on the market Go to charlottesweb.com And use promo code SPORTS15 For 15% off your order That's charlottesweb.com Not available in Idaho, or South Dakota Seahawks continue to lead the Cardinals 10-7 547 left to go until halftime in that contest Seahawks getting the football back at their own 21 yard line and the extra point from Matt Gay was good so the Rams are on top of the Buccaneers 7-3 to get George on Twitter at George Reister you can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox the Bills got all they could handle and so much more from the Jets. And has Green Bay hit rock bottom? Plus, it's the midpoint of the NFL regular season. And boy, have we got something for you. All that next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Radio
3: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
5: live.
4: It's a Fox Football Sunday, Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Week 9 in the NFL gives us two late games. Seahawks up on the Cardinals 10-7. They're at the two-minute warning in Arizona, while the Rams still holding on to that 7-3 lead on that long touchdown passing catch from Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. 11-14 to go until halftime there, but the Rams up on the Buccaneers 7-3 as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll have a look at some fantasy numbers. And, uh, boy, were there some hits today, uh, especially when it comes to one specific player. Bo Benson, our executive producer, will have that. Plus, George, it's week nine of the NFL. There are now 18 weeks in the regular season. So we are midway point through the NFL year. And it is the perfect opportunity for us to hand out some NFL midseason awards. So there, there are a lot. There are a lot of awards that are going to be handed out on the show today. Uh, the most mid award remember we talked about mid a few <laughs> weeks ago a mid off and what is mid so uh there will be a miss uh a most mid award how about the award for holy crap i was wrong about him award it will uh we'll be giving our nominees and our our winners throughout the show a bunch of different awards that we will be handing out looking back at the first half of the season a lot, a lot of great nominees george uh, I know that you're going to love the "I Told You So" award. Oh yeah, which is, which is a prediction that you actually got right. That you can you know peacock about for what has
5: transpired over the first nine weeks of the year. Yeah, you and you and you already know. I don't like to peacock. I'm not a you know I'm right kind of person. Yeah, definitely um, not. Nope. No, right. No. That is not no, 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 you no. at all. I don't I don't I don't like to toot, toot my own horn, but uh I will beep beep today though. <laughs>
4: Uh, We'll get uh, we'll get to that uh, in in, in, throughout the show. It'll be sprinkled in here, there, and anywhere. And if you want to uh, give a nominee, if you want to pick a winner, uh, again hit George up on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Buyer on Fox. I can't get over the Green Bay Packers. Why not? Like 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 this is this is two weeks ago or yeah two weeks ago? Aaron Rodgers says. Maybe uh, maybe this is the best thing for us. You know, going to Buffalo where everybody's <laughs> going to count them out, and that's going to turn their season around. They end up playing a game where they're competitive against the Bills, and they are able to put. Uh, they were never in, really in the game. No, they hung tough, ran the football, uh, weren't blown out on national television. Yeah, it was so twenty-seven
5: to seventeen, but the Covered. but the game was way further. Like, like the game was nowhere as close as the final score dictated, though.
4: Yes, yes. But then you're looking at this game this week, and listen, there were people who were saying, "I think the Lions are going to beat Green Bay." This is this. The Lions I was one right, of those people. Yeah. Okay. There you go. You got it right. So it's not like it's out of the blue, but for a Lions defense that has been so bad, and for Green Bay to muster a whopping nine points against Detroit. It, it made me, as, as we sit here at this point on November 6th, George, Aaron Rodgers should have been traded two years ago. Like, if you're Brian Gutekunst now, you have to, like, if you could trade Aaron Rodgers tomorrow, which they can't do because of the contract that they gave him, but if you could trade him tomorrow, you should. Because it is over in Green Bay. It is done with. There is, there is... These reports of Green Bay was in on Darren Waller. Green Bay was in on Chase Claypool. They may be real. They may be fake. None of it would have fixed what happened today because Aaron Rodgers is now the problem with the Packers. And it's not going to get any
5: better over these next two years. Dan, Dan, Dan. (sighs) Just when I didn't think that you could like, like you, you seemed like you were on the right path, right? You, you, you seemed like you knew what what you were talking about and had a great take about this, right? And then you started in, and then I was like, "He's not even partially right. He is one hundred percent right." Wow, it is wow. Top, bro, <laughs> it is, dude. I and and I have been saying this about. Green Bay since the beginning of the season. And the reason why, as soon as Aaron Rodgers started talking and I was like, he's talking like he's the management. Like he's not talking like he's a player. He's talking about his team and teammates. Like he's not one of them. Mm -hmm. When you are the quarterback of the team, everything that happens on that team, you are responsible for. So if the team is not jailing and all of that stuff, whose whose fault is that? Quarterback. Yes, that is the leader's fault because that means that you are not doing a good enough job at leading. And is the Packers roster good enough, like offensively with their with their wideouts, good enough to be the best seed in the NFC? Nope. But should they be? You know, uh, completely out of playoff contention after nine games. No, they should be in a wild card spot this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fighting for their division. That's where they should be. But Aaron is not doing a good enough job leading. He has found his like. It's almost like Dan. He looks at himself as an individual, right? Mm -hmm. And not as the leader of a, of a a whole. So it's like, it's, it's like people who live out in the world and they're like, yo, I'm taking care of me. I'm not worried about anybody else. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, you can do that. But if you're trying to do something great with other people, you better be worried about them. And you can't just say, well, I'm doing my job, the, the uh, coach said I had my highest-graded game of the season mm-hmm. last, last week. Don't nobody care about your highest-graded game if you lost because you can have your lowest-graded game, and if you win, who cares? Yep. Thank goodness that you won the game. So he's looking at everything like, like, hey, yo, I'm taking care of me. No, bro, you got to take care of every everybody. That's like being a dad and being like, yo, I'm I'm handling my business though. Like, what? <laughs> your your <laughs> what business you of is to make sure that everything else in the house is on track, homie. <laughs> the The thing that dawned
4: on me, in the in the moment that it dawned on me today, and I and I do want to say. That I was on record years ago saying that the Packers should have traded Aaron Rodgers when he threatened the retirement. Off of that MVP season, there was at no point where I thought his value was going to be Correct. as high as it was. And you were spot on, it, buddy. You know, and, and even it, like just to, to, to end up moving on – Probably was best because how many great years was Aaron Rodgers really going to have? But the point that you made about his highest graded performance that he made, that comment that he made on the Pat McAfee show two weeks ago, and it was something that we had talked about here, hit my ear completely wrong. And today, today, when Rodgers throws what, like three interceptions in the red zone? I know there were two of them for sure, but there the, there, there, were three interceptions that were at least in Lions territory and deep in Lions territory and he goes to the sidelines and is mouthing and yelling and you know what that that made me think to myself you know what people are probably at home watching this being like yeah rogers receivers did the wrong thing again because he's so mad <laughs> you know like yeah. the, that's and that's what the comment of saying like i had my highest rated game or graded game that's what it could lead to so you're sitting there and I know Romeo Dobbs got hurt early in the game, but you're putting him on blast, you're putting Christian Watson on blast, you're putting uh you know Alan Lazard on blast, who had a decent game today, but but still like those guys are feeling the wrath of Aaron Rodgers' comments. And for oh. George, you're you're way more of a savant. You played the game, you played it at the highest level than I would be. And I feel like I'm a pretty good football fan. There are people, a majority of people. Just know that, hey, if Aaron Rodgers is throwing interceptions and he's mad, it may not it be his fault. It can't be his fault. Yes, yeah, it, correct. It's
5: got to be the the other guy, guy's fault. And the other thing, Dad, that, that just like, – I'm sitting there like, dude, he he was talking about cutting reps and all of this other stuff. Do we, do we need to cut Aaron Rodgers' reps after this game? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, because – like yes, sometimes as quarter quarterbacks, you you get picks for other people's m- mistakes and stuff like that. But come on, bro! Like like you you get way more praise as the quarterback than than you deserve, right? All all quarterbacks do. But you, but you also get way. Oh, Kyler Murray. Um, oh, well, yeah,
4: I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. I was you get way finish. more
5: blame than you deserve too. So you, you just got to take take the good with the uh, bad. And he's like an he feels like an. Okay, so when 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 when, when my grandfather got got ready to die, right. And, and and I don't want this to sound like a morbid thing, but the uh, that uh, summer I was a senior in high school. I was getting ready to leave to go to the University of Oregon. And I went down there to go visit him with my two sisters and my gr- grandmother was there, everything like that. But but she had left like the so we would go down there for the whole summer. And we and she left like the last week. And it was just us and granddad there. Everything was normal at first. And then granddad, the whole trip was kind of being kind of weird. And then he was being kind of kind of mean and stuff. And it was just not like my relationship with him for the first 18 years of my life. And then I and I called my auntie. I was like, yo, we need to come over there. <laughs> and and my and, and my auntie goes like, yo, I think something's going going on with your granddad. I prayed about it. I, I don't know how long he's going to be out here. I go to University of Oregon. Turns out that my grandfather died. Right. Like my freshman year, a few months later, I didn't know he was sick. Nobody really knew he was sick. And 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 all of that, but but the but but the point is is that he was he was old and things weren't going well in his life and all of that stuff and his health and all of that and then he passed passed away. But in the meantime, he was being an absolute jerk, and that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. We're coming up on the end of their career, and he's being a jerk right now. What an interesting analogy. <laughs> I'm about, I mean, it, I, I, it, I, it, I, it went better in my brain at first, but no, uh, no, there, there's
4: something there's there's. <laughs> There's a connection. There there is. And I'm sorry for your grandfather's passing, but to be able to to lay it out like that you know, the football career of Aaron Rodgers, and, and if it stays, if he stays in green Bay, George, these problems will continue. Yep. And he's going to have to stay in green Bay. Like there is no quick fix. Just like Darren Waller. Wasn't the quick fix. Just like chase Claypool. Wasn't the quick fix or Brandon cooks or DJ Moore, or any of the other names that maybe were floated to green Bay during the trade deadline. Cause
5: he thinks he's the secret sauce. I mean, like he, he is part of the sauce and, and the difference is Dan, look, not, not, not to hijack everything, but there is a big difference in him saying after they lost, I had my highest graded game of all time, right? Mm-hmm. And then today his comments versus what Josh Allen said after the game today. And we're Josh gonna- Allen after the game today said, man, it's hard to win when you're when you when your quarterback plays like ish. hmm Oh, huh. Huh so you game. know what the rest of his teammates are thinking there? That's yeah, it's
4: my quarterback.
5: Yes. It's my quarterback. <laughs> they're like they're, they're, they're like, like yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't play well either, but he just took all the blame. So It's my quarterback. So so now so now this week at work, I got to go harder because I know that Josh ain't, ain't happy with himself, right? Mm-hmm. So if the quarterback ain't happy with his with itself and he did some things right clearly, right? And So if he ain't happy with himself, I got to step up my game, too. I mean, there's a total difference in the way that these dudes are handling things.
4: You mentioned Kyler Murray. Okay, we're going (laughs) to – Kyler Murray was scrambling with the football in Seahawks territory, first down, under a minute to go in the first half. And then the ball was jarred loose, and he fumbled and recovered by Seattle. I don't know who Kyler Murray's going to blame for that. Seahawks took over at their 23, ran a few plays, and now they're at the half. But the Cardinals had an opportunity on that drive to either tie the game, have an opportunity to tie with a field goal, or maybe even have a go-ahead touchdown. And Kyler Murray's loose handle on the football cost them curious for what we have talked about so far in the first 30 minutes of this show, George, about responsibility. And again, Kyla Murray barking on the sidelines again. That was solely on the shoulders of the Cardinals quarterback. So when you heard George say, oh my goodness, Kyla Murray, that's what he was talking about. Monty's going to be here with a score update in just a sec, but right now, let's focus on our fantasy numbers with our executive producer, Bo Benson. Go, go, go! Fantasy hits! Yahoo! To miss it, there is one guy that hit it absolutely out of the park today in fantasy football. I'm sure he's a part of the hits. Bo Benson, what do you got?
6: All right, uh, starting with the quarterbacks here, um, isn't it weird how, like, when the Bears start playing to Justin Field's strengths, he uh, looks a lot better? Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> yeah, not that strange what do you uh, know? 123 yards passing, three touchdowns, 170 yards rushing, and one touchdown for him today. Uh, to Otago Tagovailoa, Miami's quarterback, 302 yards passing and three touchdowns today. Uh, headed to the wide receivers, the uh, the Raiders remembered that Devontae Adams is on their roster. He had uh, 10 receptions for 146 yards and two touchdowns, and uh, Tyree Kill of the Dolphins, seven receptions, 143 yards with a touchdown, and then headed to the running backs. I hope this is who you're talking about. Joe Mixon, 153 yards rushing, four touchdowns, added 58 yards receiving and a touchdown for five total touchdowns today, and uh, the Jaguars' Travis Edwards. Etienne, 109 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for him today.
4: Joe Mixon, um, my goodness. My goodness. Etienne's great, but Joe Mixon, geez. Did you play Joe Mixon? Did you play against Joe Mixon this week, George? Thank goodness I
5: didn't. Bro, <laughs> That, I mean, he could literally beat you all by him himself. That's how big of a fantasy, like some dude getting fifty-five points all by himself. My um, my son has him in both of his leagues. He scored fifty-five point two points in <laughs> in uh, in in certain leagues. Fifty-five point two. You oh. can't beat fifty. I mean, what are you supposed to do with fifty-five point two points? I, I I have no idea. I have no idea on how you
4: top it. I saw it in our league like it's it looks funny in the in the box score like you like you see like 20s and 30s and stuff like that but it's funny when you see a 51 or you know, we, we he scored one of our leagues fifty one point one, and it's probably even more in another league where it's a PPR league. So just, just absolutely crazy. I have no idea. I don't think that there's any way to match that. And honestly, I don't know if you would. It's one of those weeks where I'd rather just my team stink when you go up against a guy like that, so you don't waste all your points in trying to keep up with Joe Mixon. Uh, Dude, no, thank
5: it, you. I, I am so tired of fantasy right uh right now. I I spent the first five weeks of the season. Of the fantasy season five and oh, highest scoring team in the league. Absolutely demolishing people. Right Mm -hmm. now, Michael Thomas out for the season. Somebody else on my team out for the season. Uh, Darren Waller basically been out for the damn season. Uh, Pitts is just up and down and pretty much bad all year. And now I've gone from the penthouse to the outhouse. I'm going to lose four straight games with the lowest point total or pretty much the lowest point total of the week for four straight weeks, bro. Life's tough. Life comes at you fast. It's fantasy football for you. I need a mirror. And and then I made a (laughs) trade, and it just has not worked out well (laughs) at all. I traded away Jalen Waddle before last week's game.
4: Well, that's uh it's tough for you. Uh, if you want to find out more about George's fantasy team, you can follow tweet me on Twitter Reister. Yeah. <laughs> Or or I don't care about your fantasy team. You can find that out there as well. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I've had such a mess. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Monty Bolanos. I know she's had her own issues with fantasy football. No,
8: yeah, I'm never playing again.
4: Yeah, I don't know. If this is going to be therapy for you. Mm.
8: But uh care. Mm. How are um, your Clippers um, doing,
5: Monty? Listen, oh let's boy. let's put
8: the clip. Hold on, put the Clippers in a pin because they're annoying me too. But we'll put them on a pin and talk about them in a little bit. Your Lakers are losing, by the way, but that's a side side discussion. Uh, I'm playing against Joe Mixon. Guys, I am. I am playing against oh, him. Lord have he mercy. scored 51 Ouch. points again against me in a standard league. Ouch. So the only way I can win is if Derrick Henry scores 60. So, <laughs> you know what? I have <laughs> hope. I have hope. No,
5: it's just that to me, be playing the Texans again. No, no, no. It could it be popular. a high
8: scoring game with Tennessee and Kansas City, and then all of a sudden he has six rushing touchdowns. Why not? Why not? don't take it away from me because that's all I'm holding on to okay five touchdowns against me 51 points Uh, we'll go back to the games that happened earlier today let's check in with the two games we have going on since that's all going on right now Seahawks up on the Cardinals at halftime 10 to 7 Geno Smith though has already thrown for 144 yards and a touchdown and the Rams are beating the Buccaneers 7 to 3 with less than four minutes to go in the first half Matthew Stafford has thrown for 98 yards and a touchdown to who of course Cooper Cup his favorite target all time who is four receptions for 85 yards and that touchdown so yes earlier today Joe Mixon scored five touchdowns as the Bengals killed the Panthers. The score does not justify how much they really killed them. The final score was 42-21. to At halftime, the Panthers had only recorded one first down compared to the Bengals' 21. One first down at halftime for the Panthers. And then the Panthers were like, we need to do something. What do we do? Baker Mayfield, you're next. So Baker Mayfield came in into the second half. He threw for 155 yards and two touchdowns. He had not played since week Five. And the Panthers were done 35-0 at halftime, which was the largest halftime deficit in team history. Nuts. The Dolphins, they held on to beat the Bears 35-32. The Chargers, yay, it was not pretty, but they won with the last-second field goal against the Falcons, 20-17. Justin Herbert threw for 245 yards and a touchdown. He also had one interception. But Austin Eckler, this was his 10th career game with a touchdown run and a touchdown touchdown catch did you guys see that crazy move where he like rolled over the defender and then he kept running towards the end zone but they said he was down from the elbow yes uh. I,
5: only us uh, uh, short guys can do that only I want to get into that we're going to get into that
4: later maybe we'll do it at uh, at 545 Eastern uh. because I think that there's something to that I think that there's a lot more at play to a play like that it was than not just,
8: it, it looks so crazy so it was, crazy. It yeah. was. The, maybe the, go ahead oh,
4: you got more I'm sorry no
8: you go ahead uh,
4: I'll save my <laughs> Eckler thoughts for, you know, eight minutes from now. How about
8: All right. That? All right. Sounds How good. How about Sounds the Clippers? Good. The, stop it. I'm still talking about the NFL. Stop it right now. The Lions outscored the Packers 15-9. Aaron Rodgers threw three picks in the red zone. The only time he's ever done that in his career. Head coach of the Lions after the game, Dan Campbell, said, quote, be honest with you, I'm exhausted. I want to go home and drink a beer, end quote. And that's how I feel after Joe Mixon. The Raiders were up 17-0 at one point. Managed to lose to the Jaguars 27-20. The Jets, they held on to beat the Bills 20-17. to So the AFC East getting closer and closer. The Bills are still in first place, 6-2, but the Jets are right behind them, 6-3. Miami right behind them, 6-3. A close one there. And then we've got the Vikings that managed to beat the Commanders 20-17. to 17. They stand alone atop the NFC North with a record of 7-1. and one. Back to you guys. We're not going talk about the Clippers. They're not playing right now, George, I'll but you your what, Lakers are losing.
4: The Vikings, <laughs> the Vikings, by the way, would be a nominee for most mid. But yes. with their record, I don't think that there's any way that they win the award. But I just... I just am not sold and again today the commanders it was not pretty the commanders have an opportunity to get the football back and forcing minnesota to a field goal and they get an unnecessary roughness call on the field goal attempt which allows minnesota to get a first down and run 80 seconds off the clock so instead of kicking the field goal with a buck 50 left there was about 20 seconds left and that's how Minnesota won today. But it's all on the commander. I don't know why, George, I don't know why teams try to block field goals. And I'm saying this purposely right now because Bobby Wagner just made one heck of an athletic play and blocking a long attempt from Ryan Suckup. So the Rams are still up 7-3. But on a 28-yard field goal or something like that, you've won. Like, you've won the down by stopping them and keeping them out of the end zone. To sit there and try to do something stupid or get an unnecessary roughness penalty like they did, like to me, it's it's crazy. Like just take the win of allowing only three points and allowing your offense to do something. We've seen penalties on field goals multiple times this season, where it's just
5: completely
4: unnecessary, and that's what cost the Commanders today. I don't know if they would have driven down and scored and tied the game. All I know is that they barely had a chance to do it at the end because there was no time left on the clock. Just an awful way to uh, to lose a game if you're Washington to have a penalty called because you roughed up the guy who snapped the football. Silly. Yep. Just yep. really, really silly. Um, do you have any nominees for the most mid that you would like to uh, like to oh, nom- nominate? Y-
5: you named like just just a an absolute. Jim i I, th- I think that they should be front runners for the award and that is the uh the Vikings I think that the Chargers they they deserve some mid action as well okay um I've got, I've got another one I've got one uh the
4: New England Patriots I think that they are a nominee for most mid because
5: yeah but I expected them to be mid okay. so Thank you. so they are so are you Anything so else? So is it, so can you win most mid when you are, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so can you win most mid if you are actually not, you know, if people expected you to be mid and the thing that's throwing me off right right now is Andrew Siciliano. Uh, he, he's the guy who does red zone, right? Mm-hmm. Former he's Fox sta- sports radio employee. He's, yes. He's standing next to another man and either this man is a giant or Andrew is extremely t- uh, short. Mm,
4: I don't know. I don't have red zone on. I've just got the two the, the two games going. I don't on. know. I have to I have to look.
5: Maybe it. Maybe I don't I mean and, Andrew's I mean, not six the, either, feet. I know that. I I do know I mean, that. This man would have been like seven foot two. If 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 Andrew's like five ten, then then this dude's like seven seven foot two, seven foot four. <sighs> So I so it, it's th- it's throwing me me off. It feels yeah. It's just throwing me all off. It just all right. Well, we, we'll I have an
4: award. It. We'll have an award announcement coming up here. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio live from the Tire dot com studios. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byers. Seahawks continue to lead the Cardinals at the half. It's ten seven. Two minute warning. Uh, Buccaneers have the football. Uh, after the Rams blocked that field goal, unable to do anything with it, so the Rams punted it back to Tampa. Buck 57 left to go until halftime at Tampa, deep in their own territory. Get George on Twitter, at George Royster. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. Monty talked about the Austin Eckler play that happened in Atlanta today. I'll tell you the problem I have with that play next year on Fox Sports Radio.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
4: It's a Fox Football Sunday. He's the NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Buccaneers have added some points. Ryan Suckup, field goal from 38 yards out is good, but it's the Rams still on top of the Buccaneers, 7-6 to six with 20 seconds to go until halftime. As for the Seahawks and Cardinals, Uh, Just underway in the second half, Cardinals uh, ended up punting it back to the Seahawks. They got the football to start the half. So now Geno Smith and company operate uh, in their own territory, facing a second and two from the Seahawks 35. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. My problem with the Austin Eckler play, where if those, you didn't see it, you didn't see what happened between the Falcons and Chargers today. Eckler had the football, uh, I believe it was on a reception, George, and the defender uh, took him down and basically carried him over his body where Eckler's knee did not touch. I think they ruled that his elbow ended up touching, and that's why he was down on the play. The problem I have with that sort of play, George, is if you were a different defender, because there was one in the neighborhood, if you went and lit up Austin Eckler thinking like his knee didn't touch, thinking that it didn't touch, yeah. you're getting 15 yards. Yes. Like, like, and that's that's the problem with it. Like, it's, it's great body control from Austin Eckler, and it's something that not everybody can do. But if we're in the business of keeping players safe, in essence, if you take a guy, wrap him up, bring him down, and just because you bring him on your body and his knee doesn't touch, to me, that's almost a technicality. That's almost the throw, you know, on a, or the the touching of second base on a double play vicinity sort of thing in Major League Baseball.
5: Yeah, the neighborhood play. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah like that's, that's the problem that I have today is if – Eckler is lit up on that play. The Falcons defender gets 15 yards. Like you even saw a guy kind of didn't know what he should do, and so then Eckler just ran the rest of the way. And you're thinking, "Wow, he
5: just scored his third touchdown of the game." That's the problem with I that I have on that sort of play. The Dwyer was down. Dwyer was down. <laughs> in case anybody knows, Dwyer was down in the national championship game, uh, Auburn, Oregon, and and so and so I I get that more than probably. Most people do. I I understand it. And I think that your point is very, very valid. And that the officials, they have to adjudicate the situation, assuming that the person does not know mm-hmm. that whether whether he's down or not. And if you're a d- defender, you can't take take chances. You cannot. You must get him on the ground. Like if he gets up and proceeds to run again, that sounds like a personal problem. It's like like yeah. don't don't get up and run because I thought that I thought that you were down. That is the football version of like 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 I was in fear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I was in fear you were gonna score a touchdown. So I hit you. And that is and and the officials can't be throwing flags in situations like that.
4: No, absolutely. And that's where I just I look at it today and you know, those those touchdowns sometimes feel really cheap when like when you're kind of like prancing for the last 30 yards looking back not knowing if they blew it dead or not and then you keep going and then all of a sudden it's like oh touchdown they'll take a look at it. like it feels weird anyway when it happens but i just think it puts the defender in such a such a weird spot uh this is fox sports red zone radio uh it's it's that time george time yes it's time for our first award to be handed out. The most mid-team of the uh, of the season so far in the NFL. Are you ready, George? Yes. The most mid-team nine weeks into the NFL season is the New Orleans Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, what? the New Orleans Saints. Uh, what? A, a point differential of minus one. So... That is very mid. They've scored 199 points. They have given up 200. They are three and five. The New Orleans Saints, the most mid team right now in the National Football League. Oh Listen, Dan, I demand
5: a recount.
4: I don't know. I don't make it. I just read what the envelope says. I told you I thought it should be the Patriots, but that no, was my nominee. I,
5: I was I would vote for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, look
4: at the look at the face of the Vikings. I don't know if they're happy or sad that they didn't win the most mid uh, coming up uh, later on in the show, the Holy Crap, I Was Wrong About Him Award. So that'll be coming up next hour, George. Uh, get George on Twitter again for any nominees, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Baier on Fox. Rams and Bucks have gone to half, LA up 7-6 to six in that barn burner. While well, the Seahawks continue to hold their 10-7 lead on the Cardinals, Kyla Murray and squad have the football. Who is Justin Fields? We'll talk about it next on Fox. The Cardinals offense couldn't do it, so their defense just did. Zaven Collins picked off Geno Smith on uh, George. What looked like a very simple throw that Geno just didn't get high enough over the defender, and Collins returned it back for a score. It's the fifth defensive touchdown for the Cardinals this season. That's the most in the NFL. Extra point was good. Cardinals have taken a 14-10 lead on the Seahawks. 9-18 left to go in the third quarter. It's a touch pass and just trying to dump it over as he was trying to hit Kenneth Walker the third out of the backfield. Just didn't get the pass high enough and ended up being returned for a score. But a bad, bad interception for Geno Smith as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free of shipping, play. free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It was a heck of a play. Is that what
5: you said? Yes, sir. Because that because that was just a little swing pass and he was engaged with the with the tackle and then backed up and caught it. It was a, it was a hell of a play. It reminded me of a play that I that I made in uh, high school when we were playing against Mon- Monroe High School. And I remember one I was playing like outside linebacker stash DN's uh, uh, in like a stand up position, first play of the game, buzzed a slant right by my ear, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can catch that!" They are gonna do. I mean, you know, as a receiving player, I was like, "I can do this." <laughs> and I was like, "The next time they do it, I'ma jump up, catch it, jump up, caught it in the in the third or fourth quarter, ran it in for a touchdown."
4: Hey, look at that! How, and did they try to get after that? Uh, no, no. no. No, no, no. I mean,
5: it, it, not, not to my I, side, at least.
4: I'll, I'll tell you what, the next time Geno does it, he's going to airmail Kenneth Walker, I guarantee it. <laughs> because yeah. you want to make sure that it's not going to happen again, and you're going to make sure that you uh, you get the football uh, over the defender. But a uh, heck of a play by Collins and uh, returned it for a score. So uh, the Cardinals up four, and again, Rams in uh, Bucks at the half, as you heard Monty say, 7-6 uh, Rams in that contest. So we have a matchup in Chicago that occurred earlier today where I, if they're not the two most uh, under-the-microscope young quarterbacks in the National Football League, they are both in the top five. Tua tonga against Justin Fields. And they put on an absolute show today. And it wasn't necessarily with Fields doing it all with his arm because he did a majority of it with his legs, 15 carries, 178 yards, but his Bears fall three points short to the Dolphins. Fields did throw three touchdowns. Tua also three touchdowns over 300 yards. Uh, wasn't picked off. I, I I think more of the story here, George, is Fields' work today. And what seemed to, I don't know, Maybe kick the Bears uh, you know, in, in in the backside for for whatever they did against New England in that contest, to have that ended up carrying over. And now to see what Justin Fields has been been able to do against the Dolphins and what he did on that Monday night game against uh against New England. I know it's not the end-all be-all, but it does seem like he's turned a little bit of a corner with his career. Like if you were there, there was a point in the season where Justin Fields was looking like he was trending downwards. Yeah, now I think that arrow is pointing
5: up. Well, the the uh, the first thing is is that they have okay when when he came into the season, Dan. I, I think he had the worst set of weapons of any in, in terms of wide wide receiver tight end con- combination of anybody else in the league um his yeah. top wide wide receiver at that point in time was Mooney mm-hmm. and Mooney is is a number 2 or number 3 at best right
4: yeah i and, yeah i'd say he's a 2 yeah, I, yeah. He, he seemed to when Allen Robinson was in Chicago Mooney seemed to thrive in that number 2 spot
5: yeah that's what i'm saying he's yep. the, he he's a 2 or 3 at that like he's not a number 1 and now with Claypool there it's going to help him out and then i think that the team is also doing a lot more things to help Justin out, and I mean, and last year he got hit. The, the offensive line was atrocious, and they were atrocious at the beginning of the uh, season. So you have to give the coaches credit for for what they've done to improve. Not necessarily the actual talent or even how how they're playing, but the way that they're scheming. To, with, the, with the way that they're moving the a pocket and things like that to help the offensive of line be able to protect him. That's the thing that, that the coaching staff and, and Eberflus and all of those cats deserve some credit for.
4: When you look at what Justin Fields has done in the uh, first half of the season, the first four games that he had, uh, three out of the four games had a 50% completion percentage or below. Uh, Since that, there's been a 51.9, but everything has been above 60 and and up. And listen, I know they didn't win all those games. Bears only have three wins on the season. But today was a winnable game. And there were times where the Dolphins' defense did not have an answer for Justin Fields' legs. That's why he has 178 yards rushing today. And so when we sit there and we talk about – and again, like – this is this is what so annoys me about the the, the conversations that we have about quarterbacks, George. It's because running is almost thought to be taboo, you know, and and now. Thank goodness Justin Fields was able to run because the Bears were in a football game, a very competitive football game with a team that sure looks to be like a playoff contender in the AFC. So if if Justin Fields has to run it 15 times a game, which was the most that he's had this year, uh, most by one over the New England game where he ran the ball 14 times, that's what you need to do. And if he's making his progressions and it's one, two, three, and he's gone, That may be best. I don't one and you're gone is not what you want to do, George. But, I mean, it seems to me that the Bears are figuring out a way where they could be successful when Justin Fields uh, does what he does best. And today he did what he did best, and that was run the football,
5: and they were three points away from tying the Dolphins late in this contest. Yes, they were. And and those are the things that you – like, you have to do what works. But also in that you have to try to keep your quarterback safe on some level too, like th- think about his longevity. Like you don't want him to be taking, you know, ten extra tackles a- on top of all the sacks and all of that stuff, because that actually impacts how well the quarterback can throw the ball as well. Because of how sore he is, his shoulder feel feels mm-hmm. weird, all that, all that sorts of things. But I think the the Bears, even though this game looked pretty good, right? Like, on, on on offense, they have to run the ball better with their running backs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, their, their running backs got 21 carries for 59 yards. That ain't long of eight and a long of five. That is not going to cut it, Dan.
4: At no, all. No, no. And if you run the football, Justin Fields may have an easier time throwing the football. Correct. As well. So that that, that can all help. I'll, I'll just say this. This is – I don't think that we are we need to make a blanket statement about Justin Fields or the Bears or their direction right now. But this is one of the things of Matt Eberflus in his first year as a head coach, Luke Getze in his first season as the offensive coordinator. It may take some time. And I don't know if this is going to be the, the solution for Chicago – But the things with the Bears sure seem a lot better than they did prior to entering that Monday night game. Like we saw them on that Thursday night game against Washington, and it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. But something has happened in these three games, and I think that is a a lesson. I think that his first year, Justin Fields' first year in the NFL, was an absolute nightmare for any first-year quarterback that would want to be there. There's questions if he should start or Andy Dalton should start. You have a head coach who doesn't really like anybody and nobody really likes him and is uh, with Matt Nagy. And you know that he wasn't going to be there for for the long haul. So there's like, there's, there's reason for like Justin Fields to get some slack this season. And even though we didn't see it in the first early on, and we want to move on from these quarterbacks so much, how about the opportunity, you know, to give Matt Eberflus to, to allow uh, Luke Getzey and to allow Justin Fields to grow into something. I don't know if it's sustainable, George Uh, history says, over 20 years in the NFL, who knows? But over a five-year span, if Justin Fields is running the football like this because his athletic skills are just completely off the charts was why he was so highly recruited coming out of high school. If you could continue to do that, yeah, get a running game, Justin Fields is even more dangerous. Just uh, really this three-game window, and they've gone 2-1 and one in those games, really impressive to see what Justin Fields
5: has done. Yeah, and truthfully, if we go back to that, to, to that draft class, right – if we're if we're judging it, it doesn't look bad right now. Like Trevor Trevor Lawrence, he look he looks competent, like he knows what he's doing. But this still to me feels like his rookie year because his coaching was so bad last year, and 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 the situation that he was just existing, mm-hmm. and and he looks good at times this year, and and it, and it feels like. Like the uh, future feels pretty promising, I, I would say for him and the Jaguars. And then you have with Justin Fields, the way things are coming coming along, you have to feel hopeful and positive about that. And then with uh, and then when you look at trade at Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, you're like, okay, Trey, the 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 jury's still out because he got hurt this year. Mac, I'm not all that excited about. And I don't neither think New England I, is
4: either. <laughs> I don't yeah. think New England's real excited either.
5: Yeah. So out of out of all those, out of the five first round quarterbacks, if you get three of them that are that are good and good starters, you have beat the averages. Mm-hmm. And and then how would you say that 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 the sixth quarterback in Davis Mills in that draft, who's a second round pick, how do you think the Texans feel about him? I don't think that they feel great. I don't think so
4: either. And so, so you know, I, 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 and, and plus where they're going to pick, like you can't sit there and be like, we're going to give Davis Mills another year. You can't
5: like they're, yeah, but their they're gonna roster to is it. atrocious though.
4: It is. It is. And it'll probably be atrocious next year. But when you have the quarterbacks that you think that you're going to have and they're going to be picking in the top five, uh, maybe even in the top one you, that, I mean, you move on. You don't say we like what Davis Mills has provided us. You have to draft CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever you like in that top spot. Yep. Yeah. can't can't argue against that. Yeah, but again, he's a third round pick. So he's not even he, you know, we don't you know, I think he was a third round pick. Um Yeah. yeah. Where, They're playing you know, with house money. Yeah. With him. Yeah. Absolutely totally agree with that. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM on Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. That's right. Tune in on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock Eastern time as we take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. Uh-oh, George. It's that time again. Uh-oh. Yeah. We have another award. Uh, this one, uh, the award for the Holy Crap, I was wrong about him. Uh, award uh, a, a couple of nominees. Number one, uh, Tyree Kill, Miami Dolphins. Mm. I wasn't wrong about Tyree Kill. I didn't think he would work in Miami. I didn't think it was going to work at all. That was my nominee for holy crap! I was wrong about him. He's leading in. the NFL in receiving yards today. Got in the end zone again. Seven catches, 143 yards. Uh, that's one of the nominees for the holy crap! I was wrong
5: about him award. Well, not not only is he leading the NFL in yards, he's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's single <laughs> single season record and pass two thousand yards. That's how unwrong it's going. Do you have any nominees for the uh, Holy Crap I Was Wrong About Him Award? Um, I would say the entire Dallas Cowboys team. Mm. I, I was I, I could not have been more. I did not think that this team would be. As good as they are after they lost week week one, two, and Jerry Jones was like, I'm so shocked that this I was like, Why are you shocked? Did you did you see the roster? And now I'm like, Oh, I was totally wrong. I could not have been more more wrong. Um and Tua right. and Yeah, Tua, Tua, I, Tua I, as well. Well Yeah, I did not expect that things would go as well for Tua as they've gone. Not even a little bit. To but some, I
4: just some of the nominees. That, yes. that we've got. I've got the. And I do here, have George. a whole.
5: And I do have a whole, bunch of holy crap! I was right about that guy when everybody else was. Uh, the, was, was that'll wrong be later.
4: Well. Th- that'll be later on in the show in the "I Told You So" award. Uh, but uh, now, all right, it's time for the winner of the "Holy Crap I Was Wrong About Him" award for the first half of the NFL season and our mid-season awards. And the award goes to. Quarterback Geno Smith, Seattle yes. Seahawks. Ladies That's and gentlemen. That's a good winner. Uh and, and, and right on cue is Geno Smith. Is it Tyler Lockett from nine yards out? Extra point is good. Seahawks have taken a 17-14 lead on the Cardinals late in the third
5: right. quarter. You know, you, you know who who else could have gotten that that award, but I do think that Geno was the per, was the most deserving of the award, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the other person who and and I was one hundred percent right about this person, but that is right. Justin Fields. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean Justin uh, Fields. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, interesting. A nominee, a great nominee, yeah. but uh, did not uh, did not make it into the award. Yes. Geno Smith and, already taking the trophy home, and his name's engraved on it. So, and you know, I was I've been singing uh, Jalen Hurts' praises all all off season. Yes. Yes.
4: And you uh, you were you were privy to some of that stuff as well. Yep. Some of the, the uh the stuff that, that he did. Uh Rams are on the move. Daryl Henderson with a run uh deep into Buccaneers territory. They're up one on Tampa. We'll see if uh the Buccaneers defense bends but doesn't break. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Uh, coming up next, the award for best NFL insider on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. That award is handed out next here
3: on FSR.
6: <laughs> uh, yes, this
3: is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Woo! Homer in the backfield. Gino's going to throw the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks! right in front of Buda Baker just ran into the end zone turned around and said hey baby throw me the ball he did Seahawks go on top 16-14 now back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio this is Fox Red Zone Radio
4: Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm Dan Byer. He's George Reister, the NFL vet, as we hang out on a Fox football Sunday. Uh, we have got uh, some happenings in Arizona. The Seahawks forced a punt they are up seventeen to fourteen. That highlights courtesy of the Seahawks radio network. Extra point was good after that highlight. By the way, as you could tell, but up three. Cardinals punted it away after a Kyler Murray sack. DJ Dallas muffed the punt, but was able to recover. So the Seahawks will take over first and ten at their own eighteen. As for what's happening in Tampa, Buccaneers have punted it away to the punted it away to the Rams. So the Rams have the football up ten six midway through the third quarter. But uh, we'll take. Of our first and ten from the 13-yard line. We are live from the Tyreck.com studios. All right, George, it's time to announce another winner of our uh, mid-season awards. Are you ready? Yes, sir. And the uh, the category, the category was best NFL insider on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And uh, the envelope, please. Okay. And the uh the winner is Adam Kaplan, Inside the Birds podcast, NFL Network, and of course here on Fox Sports Radio. What do you know? Adam is here to receive the award on our NFL midseason <laughs> awards show. Adam, uh, yeah, I mean, here's your award. The uh, wow. you know, we want a speech. Yes, best I am NFL
9: by this. I did not know this was coming. Uh, you know, I, my people weren't warned about this. I, I appreciate this. <laughs> I don't have anyone to accept it on my behalf, so I have to accept it. <laughs> uh, very, very cool guy. <laughs> oh man, what a wild day in the National Football League! Uh, another one. You just don't know what's going to happen, and uh, I, I know when I talked to some coaches around the league this week, from the, some of the losing teams, I'm sure they won't be happy. And, and it, it was a, certainly a wild week, guys. We had the trade deadline that happened, a lot of movement, ten trades on Tuesday, and obviously Sunday's been a lot of fun.
4: Now, I want to start off, because George and I started off the show with this, but is Aaron Rodgers becoming the problem in Green Bay?
9: Sure. I mean, look, it's definitely part of it. I mean, let's think of it this way, right? I don't know if these I mean, in one game, I, I, I don't remember a game where he's thrown two red zone picks. It's just... Look, Trevor Lawrence led the NFL with three coming into today. It's hard to believe. Look, we could say all we want. He doesn't have enough talent around him. That's true. But... Some of the throws, I mean, why, the, the David Bakhtiari was going to be to Bakhtiari for a touchdown. Tackle eligible. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you not throw it over the guys? I, I just don't understand how you, you throw that ball. I just I don't understand it. He's not throwing with a lot of confidence. They're struggling. See, The, the, the other problem is, and I don't know if people talk about this, I, I understand the defense only give up 15 points, but their defense is unbelievably talented, one of the most, talented defenses in the league they're not forcing a lot of turnovers and not make a lot of big plays they cannot carry the struggles of the offense so that's the other untold story of this football team
5: and so now i guess the question is how do they fix it because (laughs) they are teetering i've i i completely have written them off for the entire season now in terms of a playoff team or anything even better than uh that is that fair
9: I think what happens sometimes, you know, coming to the season, we knew that they were young, right? But now that Romeo Dobbs has his ankle injury, it looked bad, he was carted off, they didn't have a very good receiver quarter to begin with. You're always looking for some kind of hope when you when you talk to front offices and coaches, you know, they'll tell you, hey, this kid, we're going to start playing this kid now. Uh, we think this guy could get the job turned around and so forth. I think I think what you said is fair. I, I, I don't know if there's anything – the you know, the run game has also not been good. Uh, they're a team that's sort of run first oriented anyway, and they, their offense uh, starts kind of with the run game. They've not been able to get that going. It's hard. It's it's hard to imagine. Forget about the division, obviously, with Minnesota leading as they are, and we'll get to them later if you want. And, the question could be, can they even push for a wild card? Look, the, the if you if you just look at the NFC, which is clearly the weaker conference, I mean the, the Niners are four and four, so yeah, the the, the Packers could hang in there for it. But they, you, the thing that I learned 20 years ago, teams would always say to me, we, if you want to be a playoff team, you have to do something well. Tell me what the Packers do that's good. That, that, that You could say, boy, they're, they're really good at that. I can't find one thing.
4: Complaining. Um, I think yeah, that would be did Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, didn't, I didn't get
9: rushed to press conference yet. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to believe. This is yet another team. You, you see what the Jets did today. And then you see what the Packers did today. That's the NFL for you.
4: Yeah, I mean, the Jets are now 6-3. Bills have two losses on the season, both to division foes. Um, but for the Jets' side of things, like, is this defense legit? They kept Allen out of the end zone throwing the football, had a couple of touchdown runs, but turned him over twice. Uh, I think he had a red zone turnover early in the game. Uh, is this Jets' defense legit?
9: It absolutely is. Okay, so Maude Saucegarden gives up the – he was up a big play to Diggs early in the first quarter. After that, shut him down. One of the highest-graded corners in the league, and he happens to be a rookie. Also had a pick in this game. Quinn Williams is playing like a man. It's the best year that he's had of his career. Uh, he's healthy. You know, he had to mature a little, but he's doing a great job. Uh, D.J. Reed coming over from Seattle. Dan, and a lot of people didn't know about him when he was with the Niners. He turned his career around with the, with the Seahawks, got a big mm-hmm. deal with the Jets. That was a great signing. They're getting and then uh Quincy Williams is bro, Quentin's brother, Quincy, came out from the Jaguars, has done a nice job. Uh look, they've got injuries on the offensive line that are very concerning, uh which they've had for several weeks now, but they they're getting through with it. They ran the ball extremely well today, by the way. That's one thing they wanted to do. And the big thing is no Zach Wilson picks. He made some good throws, he very did a great job with Garrett Wilson. Boy, they were they had great chemistry today. So if you're a Jets fan, you've got to be encouraged. Not only the way their defense played and the defense has been really good all season. They ran the ball, and Wilson did not have any bad turnovers.
5: And, and I'm wondering about now Well, well, I know Robert Sala is obviously he is keeping re- receipts and waiting to cash them. Yeah, uh, I love in. that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now going down to the team I used to play for, the Jaguars. Yep. They've now won three games. They beat the Raiders after being up what twenty to three. Uh, explain to me what is going on with the Raiders.
9: Yeah, look, they had a huge lead. Devontae Adams just housed him in the first half. I mean they, they could not stop him. It was almost hard to believe. And you know, when the Jaguars were down twenty to seven, it looked like Adams was gonna have over three hundred yards. That's how incredible he was. But they kinda slowed him down a little bit. Um the you know the other thing is, you know, Josh Jacobs had been going off. They kinda they kinda controlled him. And Derek Carr was efficient but had some a couple plays he'd probably like to have back. But i got I to give uh, Trevor Lawrence credit. He made plays when he had to. And Travis Etienne, is, this is more or less, folks, his rookie season. Because remember, because of the lift Frank injury, he didn't play last season as a rookie. What a job he's doing. Look, They lost five after winning the first two games. And let's put it in proper perspective, they're still three and six. But there's a lot of young talent on that team. And you know, Drew, from playing there, they will support that team. If you win, I know it's been... You know, since 2017, where they came out of the blue, but they will support that team if if, if they could win. Yep. That's been the problem. They just, I've been there, George. I've actually been to that stadium. This is before your time when I think it was Jay, was it Jay, Jonathan Stewart? Jay, James Stewart was the running back? Yeah, I think. James.
4: Yep, James. Yep.
9: Yeah, it was a game where I think he had four touchdowns or something against Philly. Uh, that place was rocking the old Gator Bowl, whatever they yeah. call it now. But no, they'll support it if, if they win.
5: No, no, you are. And especially since the like the one of the things that was hard about Jacksonville was that they prior to the team showing up, they were Steelers fans or Cowboys or somebody else. And now it's been over 20 years. Well, 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 yeah, since the team has been in existence that now you have so many children and people who are who have been, quote unquote, lifelong Jaguars fans. And it's been ingrained into the community.
9: No, it's a great story. Look, again, let's look at the record. It's not very good at three and six. But here's the thing. They are very talented. Uh I I know talking to a couple of teams that played them earlier the season, they, they were a little bit surprised that when they went through their tape, they're like, Wow, they're they're they've gotten a lot younger, they've turned this roster over, they they've drafted well lately. So it's just gonna take time and Trevor Lawrence has to play better, but today he bounced back after struggling for a bit.
4: Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider joining us here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. You mentioned the Vikings win against the Commanders. I, I have more of a question about the Commanders and the Dan Snyder situation. Yep. Jay Glazer reporting that what he wants seven billion from it and would, would let it go. Um, that seems to be just this enormous dark cloud over that franchise and it, it is what it is. But George and I aren't believers in Minnesota, but their record says that they're one of the best teams in the NFL. What's your take on the Vikings after their
9: win? Yeah, tie? they continue to win close games. That's important. I I look at this this team and they got absolutely smoked in Philly. They didn't play well on either side of the football, but since then they've bounced back. Uh, you know what This the untold story about this football team is, and, and it's been a problem for them for years, but they finally got their offensive line right and they're protecting Kirk Cousins, and Justin Jefferson obviously is an absolute star, but the story of this football team is how well their offensive line is played. They're protecting them, and their defense is getting after it. They have an excellent front seven. Their, their secondary isn't great. I think that's what will probably do them in in the end, in the playoffs. But, yeah, they're, they're clearly the best team in the division and one of the best teams in the NFC. But, yeah, I, I don't really believe what Parcells I'm not believe, a believer what Parcells has he said. He, he, you're as good as your record says you are or bad or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. They've had a nice schedule,
5: they've done a good job, but I don't think they're quite as good as seven and one. I totally, I totally agree. They feel like the just such frauds at seven and one. Um now the the Colts. They benched Matt Ryan for this for oh, I know it's embarrassing. For that for a Sam Sam Ellinger. He was horrendous. I mean, and I mean, and at least Matt Matt Ryan will like have some good games in, in in between. How much longer can they keep up with this Sam Allinger
9: thing? Yeah, actually, I'm told, guys, that here's what happened. Okay, so I know there's been a lot of speculation on why they pulled the, the plug after seven games. They don't really have a left tackle. Uh, Dennis Kelly is a journeyman right tackle guard is playing left tackle. He's the third string to left tackle. They have another they're another problem in one of their guard spots. So to me, guys, the 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 key here is they've got to rebuild this offensive line, and until they do, it's just it's it's going to be a problem. Um, the the other thing is they thought Allen because he's a pretty good athlete would be would be at least help them. It hasn't happened. He's clearly not ready. It's it's a disaster, and this is seventh starting quarterbacks now since Frank white has been the head coach. They'll have their eighth next year uh... they're not. Ryan, by the way, has got a a great two separation on his right shoulder, so he's not. He can't play anyway, and they they don't really want to go to Nick Foles. You know, the the craziness is is they were a game and a half out of first place when they made the change. It's bizarre to me. I know. I know. There, there's also concern if Ryan suffered a debilitating injury about him passing the physical physical next year and making some a salary guarantee next year. I get that, but you're right, George. He actually played. Remember against your Jaguars. 57 attempts, which was a career high, and he brought the team back to win. And then the next week, he had a clunker against the Titans.
4: Yeah, it was a clunker uh, for sure. Seahawks in the end zone. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third with a touchdown run. Um, final one. What is the situation with the commanders for what you're hearing with Dan Snyder and the you possible know, sale? I,
9: look, I, I'm not doubting the reports. I, I, a friend of mine worked for Snyder when they were the other team name uh, before the name change. And he worked in the business department. He said, listen, he goes, you got to understand that this team. This team is like a it's like a living entity for him. It's like a it's like a, you know, a, a family member because this is the team that he grew up with and he wanted to buy. This is the biggest thing in his life other than his family. And it means so much to him, but because of the pressure that's around him, guys, it's the legal stuff, it's what's been alleged. It's investigations. He, and I, you know, it's funny, Of all the reporting, I believe Jay's report, I think it'll be between 6 and 7 billion. You have to understand, the Broncos went for just under five million excuse me, five billion. These teams just simply don't get uh, become available. You, oh, yeah. And remember that TV money hits 2023. That's the first year of the hundred billion dollar uh, deal the NFL has with their media partners. This is a big 10year, and this is the 10-year deal. That's the big reason why Snyder, if he, if he does indeed sell. And by the way, even I don't think anyone would buy this team and not get all of it. I think it's either all of it or he or they don't buy it. Whoever that's going to be, I, I just don't think they're going to want to have Snyder as a partner. That's just my understanding of the situation.
4: He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL and the uh, 2022 recipient of Best NFL Insider uh, on Fox Sports What's on Radio. Thanks, Adam. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> See you. And will he be able to hold on to his title when we do our end-of-season awards, George? Well, mm. tune in nine weeks from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, he is George Reiser. <laughs> I'm Dan Byer. It is a Sunday in the NFL, and Monsey Molaños is at the news desk keeping us up to date on all of it. What's going on, Monsi?
8: Oh, yeah. You guys were just talking about the Commanders. There's a report that Kevin Durant, Net star, who's been a big Washington Commanders star, or fan, excuse me, he's interested in being part of the team that buys the Commanders. (laughs) And then a couple of days ago, you know, it came out that billionaires Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z are also interested and that a partnership is on the table. But now Kevin Durant has come out saying that he's interested, too. Well, not 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 a good three headed monster there.
5: No, the problem is, is that (laughs) like as much money as Jay-Z and them have Mm -hmm. with the with the NFL rules they don't have they, they have enough money to be min, minority owners but they don't have enough money to be m, majority owners because at least it states the NFL rules at least one at least one person has to own at least 30 or 33% of the team so that's 2 billion dollars at 6 billion <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeff that, Bezos that, that can do gotta, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The good old <laughs> Jeff. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm saying but but they would have to be minority owners, uh, not majority yeah, owners. For sure. Well,
4: uh, the other thing with Durant, and that actually may not be cool, is he would probably want to own another team three years from now. Yep. So that oh,
5: don't be, uh, do that.
4: Don't do that.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep.
4: He is dmv
3: till he dies. <laughs> uh, no,
8: nah, I, I agree with Dan on that one. But, yeah, Dan mentioned that Kenneth Walker III rushed for a touchdown, putting the Seahawks up further on the Cardinals. 24-14 is the score, seven minutes to go in the game. And the Rams have extended their lead over the Buccaneers, but just by a field goal. So they're up 10-6. to six. They were up by one point. Now it's 10-6 to six with less than three minutes to go in the third quarter. In other NFL news, we got one game tonight and it's the Titans and the Chiefs. And it seems as though quarterback Ryan Tannehill is going to be a true game time decision. I keep checking there is still no update. He has that ankle issue. If he's not good to go, then it's going to be rookie Malik, Malik Willis for the second straight week, but still no report. Now the Ravens have announced that tight end Mark Andrews has a officially been downgraded to out he will not travel with the team to New Orleans for Monday night Football. And the Associated Press Top 25 college football poll came out. Georgia yeah. Yeah, Georgia tightened it, told that number one, receiving 62 of 63 first place votes. Number two, Ohio State received that other first place vote. Michigan moved up to number three and TCU jumped three spots to number four, which is their highest ranking since late in the 2017 season. Tennessee fell three spots to number five and Alabama dropped all the way down to number 10. Number six, Oregon. Jeez. Number seven, LSU. Number eight, USC. And number nine, UCLA. Back Who's to you guys. Who's number six again? Number six is Oregon.
5: Oh, okay. Okay. Oregon.
8: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised hey.
4: Alabama didn't move up after their loss.
5: Hey. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I, mean, I cannot wait until the now. team that's number two in the country has to play the team that's number six in the country in the, in the playoffs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I, I cannot wait. Mm. Wait. And and then, ain't, that, ain't that right, Danny me, boy? Me either. Can't wait. Oh yeah, Good. can't
8: wait. And the Cavaliers Good. beat the Lakers one fourteen to one hundred. The heck oh, to that, you guys.
5: <laughs> nobody, nobody was paying attention <laughs> that day. Right,
8: George, you wanted to know. In your heart, you wanted to know.
5: Oh. You wanted Rams- to know
8: that Westbrook had seven turnovers off the bench.
5: Thanks. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now it is <laughs> funny oh, no. to laugh at Westbrook. And, and poke fun when when does play poorly. But I hope that everybody is keeping that same energy because he has had a couple of good games.
8: I agree season. with you. I think he has stepped up off the bench. It's worked out better. But Anthony Davis for, I think, the second straight game didn't score in the fourth quarter. Come on, yeah. AD! Yeah, AD did not score at all in the fourth quarter for the second oh, straight game. I, I hope you
4: all keep that uh, same energy for the Lakers as you do for the Pistons because uh, that's how much we should be talking about the second worst
5: team in each of their (laughs) conferences. Why are we even talking about the Lakers? Because they have the greatest player of all time on the on the uh, team, Dan. George oh, Reister
8: I, likes to I poke know. at me, so I'm poking at I
5: know. him. <laughs> I know. My statement didn't require answers. I'm, I'm to uh, you saying about, saying 10 tonight, <laughs> about 10 o'clock tonight, Monty. About 10 o'clock tonight, I'm Listen, tweeting
8: you. Uh, please do. Please do, okay? Please oh, do. Oh,
5: man. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Monty.
4: Rams yeah. kicked a field goal. Buccaneers uh, got to stop, so it's 13-6. to six. Seahawks may have forced a turnover. They're up 10, six minutes to go. Rondell Moore caught a pass from Kyler Murray. Ball was jarred loose and recovered by Jordan Brooks of the Seahawks. The question is, did Rondell Moore have possession and make a football move? If he did, it'll be the Seahawks ball up 10 at midfield with the ability to grind out more clock. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at... At Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, we give out another award. All right. Are you ready for this, George? The uh the award for oh hell na. Okay. You know, <laughs> hell nah. That's that's what's gonna come up next. Plus, plus, I have a new nickname for a team in the NFL, a team that George loves to hate. That's next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
7: This is Fox Red Zone Radio.
3: And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Woo! Walker stays in the backfield. Gino from the shotgun. Walker has it. Walker bounces in. Touchdown! Seahawks! Again, a masterful drive by Geno Smith. The block up front opening the holes for Ken Walker III. And he scores from a yard out. Now, Woo-hoo! back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. <laughs>
4: It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. I'm Dan Baier. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. Call there on the Seahawks radio network. Gave the Seahawks some breathing room, but that breathing room has shrunk because Kyler Murray's just hit Zach Ertz for a short touchdown pass. Extra point was good. 24-21 Seahawks with 3.32 left to go in that game. Both teams have all their timeouts. Uh, so the Seahawks, if they want to run out the clock, will have to get a couple of first downs because Arizona can stop the clock a bunch. Rams are up on the Buccaneers. 13-6 13-6 to six early in the fourth quarter. They're taking over 1st and 10 from their own 20-yard line is L.A. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery. That's BigGreenEgg.com. I know they're 7-1, George, but how about this nickname? Because it fits so well with us on this show you ready okay Minnesota the Minnesota Vikings Do you yes. like it yes The Minnesota Vikings I love it
5: yes they are they are seven and one but they feel so mid. I mean they're they midness they are the midiest of the mid of the midters <laughs> we will call them the Minnesota Vikings until they uh
4: uh, what win a game that they shouldn't <laughs> is that, uh, is that, or, or maybe they go to Green Bay and even if the Packers are,
5: uh, no, you know, the, the they Packers you don't get right credit now. for be, beating the Packers right now, the Lions just beat the Packers. Okay, I, <laughs> I mean, they, be- I mean, when when you look at their their schedule in, in hindsight, right, Packers stink, Lions stink, Saints stink, Bears aren't good. the – the Dolphins didn't have a quarterback when they played them. The Cardinals stink the command. The, they've beaten one team with a winning record the entire season and they didn't have their quarterback. And and that's the and that's the Dolphins. One. That's the definition of I mean, I guess you can't do anything else because that's all you've played besides the Eagles who drowned you. So yeah. We will we will see when they play the Bills this upcoming <laughs> week, because the Bills are gonna be mad.
4: Okay, our uh, Oh Hell No uh, Award will be given away at next hour, plus the conclusion of these uh, two late games, both just one-score games in Tampa and in Arizona. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox as we are live from the com studios. And does one organization need to clean house is now the time. We'll talk about it next here on Fox Sports Radio. NFL season as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seahawks had a little bit of a dilemma, George. They were first down and goal at the Cardinals' five-yard line. 2.20 to go, up three, and the Cardinals were out of timeouts. Could have ran a play, gone to the two-minute warning taking a couple of knees, brought it under 40 seconds for fourth down, maybe tried to cash in. Seahawks said, no, we're going to give it to Kenneth Walker, and then he's going to score, and they're up 10 now with 214 left to go as the extra point was good. So just the Seahawks grinding away. By the way, when we spoke to you last, the Cardinals had gotten within three, and the Seahawks had the ball inside their own 20-yard line, but a big pass play from Geno Smith to Noah Fant set him up. Oh,
5: that was then, pitiful. That was pitiful defense. It, I mean, he, he caught a five-yard pass and then just ran up the sideline, and then he was like, oh, wait, hold on. I, I'll run faster since y'all don't want to tackle me. <laughs> I mean, It was, it was pitiful
4: defense. It was not good. It was not good for the Cardinals, and that set up the Seahawks to add more points. So now Kyla Murray's going to have to uh, work his magic down 10 with 2.09 left to go. No timeouts uh, for Arizona, as I mentioned. As for the Rams and Buccaneers, and what is thought to be the game of this late window, (laughs) 13-9 now is Ryan Suckup's field goal (sighs) is good from 50 yards. So the Buccaneers are within four with 8.07 left to go in the game. And the Rams going to have to uh, rely likely on Matthew Stafford or Cooper Cup to make another play in this one. The running game is uh, Daryl Henderson's got about 50 yards or so for uh, for the Rams. Actually, I can tell you exactly. He's got 55 yards in leading them. But the biggest plays for the Rams today have been the 69-yard touchdown pass to Cooper Cup and another pass to Cooper Cup that ended up uh, setting up the Rams for for some points later on. But, if the Rams are going to want to uh, get this game, go back to L.A. with a big victory, I think they're going to need to make one more play, and I think it'll likely come from Matthew Stafford and Cooper
5: we are We are literally watching Colts Broncos or Commander's Bears on Thursday night right now. <laughs> Except for this is supposed to be the game of the week. <laughs> there's nothing. There's This is bad yeah. quarterback play, this bad wide receiver Amazon, play. Bad. I mean, this is terrible football in terms of, like, the expectations that you have of Tom Brady, the expectations uh, that you have of the, the, the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. It is, oh, Lord have mercy. It's bad. But, so when, when I, and Monty said this name, Cameron Dickert, what does that remind you of when you hear his name? I, I, doesn't, doesn't remind me of anything, George. Well, for, for me, every time I, I hear um, Cameron Dickert, all I can hear is Gus Johnson's voice from 2018 when, when they were doing the game on Fox and they were playing against, and he was at Texas and they were playing against Oak, Oklahoma and he kicked the game winner and Gus yells in his most Gussy voice. Cameron Dickert, the kicker. And, and, <laughs> I, and every time I hear his name, I hear Gus Johnson's voice. It is tattooed <laughs> into my brain. Every time I hear Dickert, I'm like, Dickert, the kicker. That,
4: that's how you know that you've you've made, like if you, when you're a broadcaster and you make those calls and, and keep them in your head, like that's when you know like, like you have made it. I mean, truly, like if you like Gus Johnson has made it so much of the fact that like he's come into your, you know, everyday vocabulary yeah. or it's just there's always a constant reminder of you. That's what makes that's what makes Berman's nicknames so great. Like as you when you're watching NFL primetime back in the day, you're just like, oh, boy, here's Berman. But now how many times do you go G man or, you know, the Raiders or if Deion Sanders highlight pops up and you just start chanting
5: primetime yeah. like th- that like is Bill, Bill, Bill Rafferty saying, in onions. Yes, man, in. Get, get those puppies organized.
4: I think I think right he still says man to man, even if they're not in man to man. Yes, man to man concept.
5: Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, or Michael Jordan with a spectacular move. Is that like you mar- can, like you can never forget those those like certain moments because that, like you said, they they become etched into your brain because it was such a legendary call. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what's going on. The Cardinals are
4: facing a 4th and 10, down 10 to the Seahawks with a minute 15 to go. They've got the ball at their own 26-yard line. Rams and Buccaneers, again, 13-9, to but the Buccaneers have just gotten the Rams, on a, uh, forced the Rams a 3-and-out, so now they will punt it back to Tampa. Tampa only down 4 now, so they don't have enough time touchdown. to kick two field goals. Oh that's cold. Uh the fourth time Matthew Stafford has been hey, sacked came on that third hey down. Man, play. the
5: the best thing I got going on my fantasy team all year is uh is uh Ryan Ryan Suckup as my kicker. Cuz they cuz they don't score touchdowns, so but it's they're true. good enough to move the ball.
4: They're going to have the ball uh at about the 40-yard line when uh, their own 40, the Buccaneers will. The Cardinals uh, got a uh, procedure penalty, so now it's 4th and 15, and uh, the ball is knocked out of the hands of Zach Ertz. So now Geno Smith and the Seahawks can take a knee, and, George, they can take their 6-3 and record to Germany where they will face these Buccaneers who we were talking about on Sunday. I mean, are the Seahawks going to go into that? I haven't looked at the early lines, but... I mean, will the Seahawks be favored in that game? Like, there's no reason to think there's nothing. They should there. be.
5: Yeah. There's wait. wait nothing. I I want to know too. What was the over under in the Rams Seahawks in the Rams Buccaneers game? I meant forty two and a half. Forty two and a half. That was like that. That's like a million. <laughs> I know. I I know. I know. It's it it when you when you
4: look at these two teams' offenses and the troubles that they are having. And, and well, yeah. you know what? I will say this, in defense, the Buccaneers defense hasn't been anything to write home about lately. Uh the Rams defense sure seem to have kind of taken things personal today. Uh, Bobby Wagner at that blocked field goal. Aaron Donald's been in the backfield going after Brady, uh, but the Buccaneers did just get a first down. So they are in Rams territory just across midfield with five minutes to go and Geno Smith taking the final knee as the Seahawks again will leave Arizona. We were talking about uh, with Adam Kaplan, a variety of topics and you brought up the Colts and the Sam Ellinger. Uh, it's not a Sam Ellinger debacle, but the Colts are a debacle right now. And, I I guess my my question is, we've already seen the Panthers move on from Matt Rule. If you're you're Indianapolis and you're Jim Ursay, do you find any advantage to making a change uh, at head coach, at head coach and general manager uh, at this point in the season, but completely overmatched again today
5: to the Indianapolis Colts? If you were Jim Ursay, what would you do with your organization? I got to get a new general manager. Because my general manager is the one that keeps putting me in this quarterback situation. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he the 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 he's gotta fall on the uh, sword because he's the one who keeps getting me into this quarterback situation. Like you you went and you keep shopping in the scratch and dent bed. I, I cannot make sense of when they brought in Phillip Rivers. I was like, you think that this is gonna get you a championship? All right. And, and even if it does, then what about the future? Th- then they're like, ah, forget the future. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep. And, 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 and my, mind you, they had had Jacoby Brissett the year b- before, so they had time to get a quarterback. Like, like they had time to find a reasonable plan. Okay, the Phillip Rivers thing doesn't work out. So now you're like, all right, cool. Let's do Carson Wentz. Listen, Frank Reich is familiar with him. We may have found a situation to where like it, it's just not good, right? But yes. but it's not good for him in Philly, but maybe he will have a resurgence with the old coach, blah, blah, blah. So he, that doesn't work. So then they're like, oh, I got the answer. Old-ass Matt, Matt Ryan. Who is, and mind you, Matt Ryan has been a really good quarterback throughout his career, has been an MVP, so I'm not besmirching the man's credentials. But I am saying that he is, he was not even as good as Phillip Rivers was at the time that Phillip Rivers went to to the occults uh, like you got guys in like year fifteen plus. Like, what did you expect? Like, you're 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 there's, looking at Drew Brees at the end of his the, career. It just ain't the same.
4: Yeah, there's there, there's a way that you could maybe reason Philip Rivers. Maybe yeah, there's a way that you could Correct. maybe reason Carson Wentz. Like as yep. you mentioned, the relationship you cannot reason Matt Ryan. No,
5: no, it, it was at that point in time you you needed to be like, all right, cool. We need to either get in on Russell Wilson. We need to trade for like somebody who can who can at least be a five year answer, or just say we're not doing this this year, and we just have to get in the quarterback business for next year. Like I'm not trading draft picks, none of that. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be bad this year. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, because other uh, otherwise you keep going on this circle of dysfunction, just like the Washington commanders are doing. Yes. And, and I
4: just want to let people know the Buccaneers are driving. They've hit a couple of pass plays downfield. Uh, the They now are facing a second and goal from the Rams six yard line. Clock is moving two eleven to go and counting. Buccaneers have all three of their timeouts, but it's second and goal from about the six and a half yard line. And Tom Brady is now going to have to use a timeout. My goodness! Oh, Tampa had all three timeouts, but now on second and goal. Like if you don't, if you don't get second and goal here, um, you at least have three timeouts. Can maybe get a stop and get the football back or do whatever. But now uh, Tampa having trouble getting into the end zone, as George talked about. Uh, down four to the Rams, thirteen to nine, 206 left to go. But using a timeout and second and goal from the six, back to the Indianapolis Colts. You know where I think. And this is not an excuse at all, George. I wonder how much they were lulled because of the division that they were in. Where you have two teams that aren't close to contending in Jacksonville and Houston. So you're just saying to yourself, we just got to beat Tennessee. We just have to beat Tennessee. (laughs) We
5: just got to beat Tennessee.
4: And you're trying to figure out ways. And by the way, Scotty Miller just dropped the touchdown pass to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. uh, In his hands. Uh, got to his pads, jumped up, and uh, completely dropped this the touchdown pass. This team can't pass.
5: afford stuff like this. They are, they are hanging on by a thread, bro. Hanging on by a thread. And this is not the sort of answer. Like, you can't have this happen. Hit him in the face mask. That's where it, it hit him. It, dude, the, the only way Tom Brady could have thrown a better pass is if he had handed it to him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he had walked to him and just handed it to him, he hit him in the numbers. He's wide open. What? Why, wide did you, open. why did he jump, first of all? And then the second thing is, do not catch the ball on your body. Catch it with your hands. Good God. That is like the first. Uh, 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 the only time you catch the ball on your body like that is in traffic and all of that stuff. And they have six drop passes today. Six. They don't have room for that. Now, the
4: third down play also fell incomplete. Um, tried to hit Otten at the goal line. Ball was jarred loose. That's so more reasonable, be, though. That's yeah, that's yeah. more reasonable. Yes. So, But it's going to be fourth and goal from about the six-and-a-half-yard line. And the Buccaneers, uh, at the two-minute warning, have two timeouts. So, if they don't get it here, they can use two timeouts. The Rams can take about a minute off the clock. And, and if they would get it first down, game would be over. That's if Tampa doesn't score here, obviously, but that's that's the scenario. I just bring up the AFC South, George, because it felt like the Colts were making moves that they were one player away, that they were a quarterback away. Yep. And it just doesn't seem that they, they are. And now you're in a scenario where your best player from a year ago, Jonathan Taylor, is off injured this year. Your best defensive player, Shaq Leonard, has hardly been on the field for the first half of the season and yeah you make all these decisions and and i i just i wonder like were you trying to keep up with the chiefs and bills or were you trying to keep up with the tennessee titans and i know tennessee had the best record in the nfl or in the afc last year but we didn't think they were the best team in the afc and, like, looking back just at it today and, like, thinking about it, like, was that what the Colts were aiming at? Was that like, hey, we win the division, you know, re- you know take care of the rest? And the moves that they made make me feel like, like they were comfortable in their division, that they didn't want to bottom out because you could still beat the Texans, you could still beat the Jaguars. Well, they can't beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. It's a whole other story. But that they <laughs> felt like, hey, this is all we need to do, and I wonder if they, they fell victim to it. And I agree with you. I think you need to clean everything out. I think that you need to bring in new ideas because in this window that you thought you had, it has not worked. Oh, the window! So now- oh,
5: oh, the uh, window's closed because the de- the de- Buckner is damn near in need of a new contract. Shaq, Shaq Leonard. Um, you have Jonathan Taylor is going to want a new contract after next year and and you have killed his value (laughs) this -hmm. year. I mean, I I mean, I I think that if he were to go in a a trade that teams would trade for him and give good value for him, because when you look at the film, you're like, oh, it's not him. (laughs) He's got nowhere to run. Yes. and he doesn't have it, and and their offensive line problems. They can't block for anybody for the pass game or the run game. So he oh, he might be wanting a new situation too. It's uh um I I just and, and I said oh
4: because uh, Brady threw one into the end zone and uh, the ball was tipped up deflected falls incomplete could have been intercepted could have been caught by another Buccaneer but instead so the Buccaneers drive stalls at their own six yard line. And um, or at the Rams' six-yard line, excuse me. So the Rams will take over on downs. Buccaneers have two timeouts left. So, again, the Bucks can get a stop here. they probably get the ball with about 50 seconds to a minute left with no timeouts, but still would need to get into the end zone, something that they haven't done at all today. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. We'll bring you the conclusion of this game, plus the rest of our awards, uh, plus we have MVPs coming up uh, later on the show. And coming up next – uh, we know Joe Mixon hit a fantasy home run today or a Grand Slam or what's even more than a Grand Slam. But what about the guys who didn't produce in fantasy? We'll tell you who they are next year. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
4: Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, and Tom Brady has done it again. <laughs> George Reister, they left them oh too God. much time. They Dude, left the Rams just gave time. it
5: up like the they, like they were playing prevent defense. And and I blame Sean McVay for this one hundred percent. First thing is Sean Sean McVay had no business just giving up the first down on that, not, like not trying to get the first down on third third down. He had no business. He played prevent offense, and uh, and what what does prevent do? prevent you from winning.
4: (laughs) You didn't let me answer. I was going to say the exact same thing. Cade Otten, the seven-yard touchdown reception, extra point by Ryan Suckup was good. The Buccaneers, they were able to get that three and out. They had about 45 seconds left on the clock at the Georgia's point. Rams let him get a pass in the middle of the field. Otten had one. Uh, Scotty Miller had a couple of catches, got out of bounds. Uh, Of course, he dropped the touchdown pass that would have given them the lead on the previous drive, but they then the Buccaneers, they were set up, George, really in the same exact spot as they were on the previous possession. They had a second down and goal from the six-yard line. They threw a slant to Mike Evans in the end zone, pass interference brought it to the one, and that's actually – so it wasn't a seven-yard. It was the one-yard touchdown pass. My bad on the stat number, but that's what uh, the one-yard touchdown pass from Brady to K. Dotton uh, got the Buccaneers into the end zone, and Sean McVay is fuming. You can see it. You can see it in his eyes. Uh, defense got to stop. The Rams couldn't get that first down that they needed to uh, run out the clock, and Brady ends up uh, burning them. It's 16-13. to 13. Rams don't have any more timeouts. There's only nine seconds left on the clock, so the Buccaneers are going to uh, uh, kick it away to L.A., and we'll see if they just take the touchback, and, yeah, they'll take it over uh First down and 10 from the 25. Uh, Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com. A lifetime warranty, free home delivery. That's biggreenegg.com. So the Rams now three and five if they don't do anything on this uh, last nine seconds of this game. Buccaneers improved to four and five. They were helped out by the Chargers today who beat the Falcons. So the, uh, the Buccaneers have a chance to uh, move up in the division. Again, we'll see what kind of defense the uh, Rams play. Then we'll get a look or the Buccaneers play. Then we'll get a look at our fantasy numbers from uh, Bo Benson, our executive producer. And now the Rams have a false start. So they're going to have to go 80 yards now instead of 75 yards. But man, you're right about the you're right about the prevent defense, on on just getting the cushions because that's all Brady took, took the one over the middle that got him a good chunky yardage, probably 25, 30 yards, and then it was dink and dunk on the sidelines and set him up, and then the pass interference call in the end zone
5: sets him up on the first and goal at the one. Yeah, man, bro. Uh, it, 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 and if you're the, I just don't understand why Sean McVay did not try to throw the ball to get the first down or a bootleg anything, man. B- because the Buccaneers literally just dropped it, dropped the game-winning touchdown. It, it wasn't like they couldn't move the ball or couldn't get down there. They were just down there last time, and Scotty Miller dropped it, dropped the ball in his doggone hands. So to just give it up that that easy is atrocious. Game is over. Rams tried a bunch of laterals.
4: Uh, uh, came nothing came of it. I really could have used a defensive touchdown on that last play by the Buccaneers. Oh, that would have helped. One of those last runs. one of yes. those
5: into game nasty ones. And Cooper <laughs> and Cooper Cup was like, oh, listen, I'm I'm ending this game, bro. <laughs> he he did
4: get a they did throw it to Cooper Cup to start the lateral process. And uh, uh, so he did get an added reception, but the Buccaneers now reigning atop the NFC South with the Falcons at four Ooh. and five. Rams okay. fall to three and five, looking up at the six and three Seahawks in the four and four Niners in
5: the NFC West. How many receptions do you think Cooper Cup had today? Um, I'm gonna say,
4: I'm gonna say nine, seven, okay, seven for one. Right. 20 and a touchdown. He had the big play, but the, I mean the Rams didn't do tons on offense. Yeah. Um, and, and Cooper Cup, by the way, like with that big play, he had outgained like the rest of his teammates uh, two to one on his receiving yards. So the offense really wasn't going today for the Rams. Really for for neither team, and that's why you get a sixteen to thirteen contest. Bucks win. So all now the the two games in the late window are over. Let's get a quick look at our fantasy hits and misses from our executive producer, Bo Benson. Go go. go fantasy hits Yahoo! and misses all right who missed today bo benson who did not have the fantasy day that we expected
6: yeah i'm gonna start uh with the quarterbacks here uh aaron Rodgers was not good today he he threw for uh, 291 yards one touchdown but just three backbreaking interceptions um, and I was going to be mean to PJ Walker because he uh, threw for nine yards and two interceptions, but nobody really started him. So I'm going to. Uh, I like
4: I, how you, wanna to no, Walker, yeah, you, you want to be mean <laughs> to PJ Walker. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be mean to PJ Walker. Yeah, he's playing with
6: house money. Yeah, the the bomb to uh, DJ Moore last week or the week before was really nice. So uh, I know they don't get fantasy points, but can we just talk about how bad the Rams' offensive line has been and the the ten different permutations that they've had so far? That's just. Wow, that's bad. Uh, running backs, David Montgomery, 36 yards today. No uh, no scores for him. Aaron Jones of the Packers, uh, 25 yards rushing and just 20 yards receiving in their loss to the Lions. Uh, wide receivers, Amon Ross, St. Brown of the Lions, just four receptions for 55 yards. And uh, Stephon Diggs of the Bills, uh, just five receptions for 50 yards after opening the game with a, a big bomb. Uh, not the day you'd expect from him.
4: No, he thought that they were going to be off and running and they uh, were anything but. Uh, It'll be interesting as well to hear about the status of of Josh Allen as he hurt his arm late in the game on a a sack. Uh, They they could have gotten something going, but uh, the ball was knocked out of his arm, and uh, then it forced him to have like a third and 21, so uh, Allen was seen uh, grimacing with that arm uh, towards late in the game. It was able to chuck one down to Gabe Davis at the end that fell incomplete, but... uh, But the Bills don't get a win, and Josh Allen gets dinged up. Thank you very much, Bo Benson, for that. Uh, We got to wrap up our award show. We'll do so after uh, Monty Bolaños uh, gives us the latest live from the tirerec.com studios of what all happened in, in week nine. Monty, what is going on?
8: Guys, no breaking tablets for Tom Brady today. That is what that that's a good thing, because if I was Tom Brady and we didn't win, I would have been so mad when they were at the Rams six yard line. And he threw three passes that I thought could have been caught by his teammates. And then they didn't yes. score. That looked rough.
4: The Scotty Miller one that George still can't oh, get Oh, the
8: one where he jumped?
4: Yes. Why did
8: he jump?
5: I have well, because no he's idea. like five, and he let it hit him That's in the it, But it, he Stick didn't your need hands it to out jump. And catch it, fam.
8: It's like I, I couldn't have thrown it better. I hit you with the ball. <laughs> what did you want from me? And then I think George, you said, handed it to him. Would have been the next best pass. It was. I would have been so mad. And then it's just incredible how less than a minute to go is enough time for Tom Brady to score his first and only touchdown of the game, that happened to be the game-winning touchdown to beat the Rams, that are. Strong. Struggling this season, 16 to three is the final score. And then the Seahawks they sealed the deal against the Cardinals. 31 to 21 was the final on that one. Geno Smith completed 26 of 34 passes for 275 yards and two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker III had 26 carries, 109 yards and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Seattle improves to six and three for the season. And we had eight games this morning. We had victories from the Lions, who outscored the Packers. Aaron Rodgers threw three picks in the red zone this. Game, the first time he's ever done that, but at one point I just kept like taking notes and just these are, these are the notes I had during the game. Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs out. Packers defensive end Rashawn Gary carted to the locker room with the knee injury. Packers wide receiver Christian Watson being evaluated for concussion. Running back Aaron Jones questionable to return with an ankle injury. <laughs> like the Packers could not catch a break, and I don't even have uh, David Bakhtiari on here, but he this also
4: is, this was the Packers. This is the, the, their first their first half. You were talking about the the red zone interceptions. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> you. First drive, 13 plays, 88 yards. Uh, next drive, 7 plays, 47 yards, both ending in interceptions. The next drive, 12 plays, 61 yards. Uh, they were stopped on downs mm-hmm. uh, in that, on a, on a fourth and three from the 38 yard line. And then the end of the half. Like, they, they didn't need to punt. No. They, they punted once. Yeah. They no. punted once in this game and scored nine points.
8: It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough. And the Lions uh, took advantage and won. The Jaguars took advantage of the Raiders in the second half. The Raiders were up 17 0 at 1 point and they managed to lose to the Jaguars 27 to 20. They are now 2 and 6 and in last place in the AFC West. The Jets, they held on to beat the Bills 20 to 17. Josh Allen was sacked 5 times in this game. He didn't even throw a single touchdown not to my boy Stefan Diggs who's leading my fantasy, so I'm not going to talk about that. And then the Vikings managed to beat the Commanders 20 to 17. The Vikings stand alone atop the NFC North with a mid record of 7 and 1.
4: So mid Minnesota. So
8: mid so huda. That was good. I like when you said that. I laughed out loud in the studio, just so you know. Thank the, you. Oh yeah, I got you. The Chargers won with the last second. Field goal by kicker Cameron. Dicker the kicker. What was it, George Reister, that you were so into the call?
5: Oh, that was Dicker 2018. Texas, Oklahoma game winner. Dicker! Cameron
8: Dickert, the kicker! Well, he won the game for the Chargers today. 2017 against the Falcons was the final score. The Dolphins, they beat the Bears 35-32. That was a fun one. And then the Bengals, they killed the Panthers 42-21. Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. That's not a typo. Five. One, two, three, four, five. That's right. And then the Patriots held the Colts to just a field goal all game and won 26-3. Matt? Jones threw for 147 yards and a touchdown in the victory. And a little MLB news. Star closer Edwin Diaz and the New York Mets are in agreement on a five-year, $102 million contract extension pending a physical. There is an opt-out and a full no-trade clause plus a six-year option. But this is the first nine-figure contract ever for a closer and the first time that takes the, that, that they take this position into the 20000000 million-plus range. So good for him. Make that paper, boo-boo. Back to you guys. It's been fun. Uh-huh. <laughs>
6: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How
5: about that? That's good. Wait, that was wait, that was, that you was my say, Tommy trumpet. Do that with your with your mouth. What's that? Did you? Did yeah. You, like that's good. B box that. Yes.
6: The you mini skills of Dan Byer.
5: Oh, nah,
6: that was good.
4: Uh, my, my kid loves that song. He, lo- he starts to bounce a little bit when he hears that. So uh, I would play that song if I was signing a $100 million contract as well. Uh, absolutely. Ready. Thank you very much, uh, Monty. Yeah. Uh, it is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Uh, George, we got some time for awards, I think. Of yeah, course. yeah, we do. Uh, live from the tirerack.com studio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. By the way, hit Monty up on Twitter at Monty Belaños. Find George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox and Bo Benson, who you just heard at Bo T Benson. Uh, all right, George, uh, time for nominees for the award for the team that stinks. That was supposed to be good. Okay. Nominees. Uh oh, that's a bunch of teams. Okay. The team that stinks that was supposed to be good. Your nominee is? Oh, the uh the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very, very good. Uh they should be. They're four and five now on the season after getting that win. Uh division leaders, but they shouldn't be leading a division with the uh with a losing record. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, I got another nominee. How about the team that they beat today, the Rams? We thought that the Super Bowl hangover was for a team that uh, is uh, is uh, supposed to lose the Super Bowl. Uh, Bengals are doing all right. Rams now three and five on the season. So oh. a couple of nominees. Are you ready? All right. A no, we need the drum roll again. Uh, the Raiders. All right, I got the winner right here. Okay. Uh the Green Bay Packers. Congratulations. What? Yes, the Green Bay Packers. The team that stinks, that was supposed to be good. Uh, this is because I picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl. So that is why they get the oh award, George. Lord, yes. Lord have mercy. I thought it was all going to come together with that defense and the complementary pieces to the running game. They and didn't Aaron Rodgers able to make plays. I, I, and Aaron Rodgers making plays. None of that happened. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the award for the team how that stinks. Did, how did that the was Raiders, who
5: went to the playoffs last year and are 2 and 6 right right now after signing after trading for devonte adams uh trading well signing chandler jones and they signed somebody else in the offseason how did they not win it well because of the coaching
4: change in the gm regime like you could understand why you know like they hicked it up themselves they had a hiccup there the packers were just supposed to keep rolling you know this was the plan all along this is what they wanted to do. It's why they didn't draft any wide receivers. So that's why the Packers get the uh, the award for the team that stinks. That was supposed to be good. Our, uh, our our final category. Oh, actually, no, I have to give my award for the oh, hell, no nah category quick. Uh, I've got the winner, George. You ready? All right, first okay. half of the season. And the winner for the oh, hell, no goes to. Remember when the Jets beat the Browns in week two? Yes. With Joe Flacco. Like, that, like I look, still look back at that game when Nick Chubb scored that touchdown, and then you had the long touchdown pass, and then you had the onside kick, and then you had everything that uh, went in between. Uh, I, I just look back at that Week 2 game, and as it turns out now, you know, the Jets are a decent football team. They're getting better throughout the season. But at the time, that game still stands out to me from the first half of the season.
5: Oh, Dan. Uh, and you totally messed it up with that one because that because that was not the biggest oh oh hell no. Oh what was? What 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 was? In the exact same week, the uh the uh, Baltimore Ravens being up 20 foot 24 <laughs> points right. b- because they because yeah. they kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter too. So they were essentially up 24 points in the fourth quarter and did not turn the ball over. And lost. That's right. That's that's a bigger oh 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 (laughs) hell no. Even though that that Jets Browns one was a big hell no, the other one was way bigger. Oh,
4: uh, Charlotte's Web is the world's most trusted trusted hemp extract founded to serve wellness seekers looking for safe, clean, and natural options. It's the number one CBD brand on the market. Go to charlottesweb.com and use promo code SPORTS15 for 15% off your order. That's charlottesweb.com, not available in Idaho or South Dakota. Our final award of the Mid-Season Awards comes up next. It's the I Told You So Award, plus our MVPs for week nine. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. That next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. It's a Fox Football Sunday. Red Zone Radio with George Reister, the six-year NFL vet, and me, Dan Beyer, continues here on Fox Sports Radio, live from the TireRack.com studios. The games from the early and late afternoon windows have all wrapped up. Titans and Chiefs tonight, no Ryan Tannehill for Tennessee. So Malik Willis will start again for the Titans. And tomorrow night, it's the Ravens and Saints on Monday Night Football. Before we get to our final midseason award of the year, let's bring here our MVPs for week nine.
3: This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's go. Most valuable plays. Eagles at Texans. Bills back. Bills steps up. Bills firing. Intercepting!
5: That'll do it. Eagles win the race.
3: 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. Chargers at Falcons. Snap good. Hold good. Kick is up. It is good. Cameron Dicker for the win. KYSR All-98.7 Chargers Radio Network. Go Chargers, go. Dolphins and Bears. Two out of the shotgun, back to throw, looking fired. He's got Wilson, who dives for the end touchdown. Dolphins Radio Network. Ah! Panthers and Bengals.
4: Burrow takes the snap, gives to Nixon, bouncing it wide to the left. Henley flying down, jump. he's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for what could be his fifth touchdown.
1: Bengals
3: Radio Network. Packers and Lions.
1: Rodgers leans in, there's the snap, he's back. Rodgers looking, looking, throws deep middle. Picked up by the Lions, coming back the other way, Kirby Joseph again. Hey! rookie he is something else
3: oh baby how big is that second interception of the day for kirby joseph WXYTFM 97.1 the ticket lions radio network a little juice today colts and patriots eleger takes the snap he's in the end zone he's pressured to throw Gosh, a and picked off by jonathan jones runs out of attack tackle right for the Patriots quarterback. 98.5 The Sports Hub and the Patriots Radio Network. Bills at Jets. Allen drops back to throw at his own five-yard line. Scrambling to his left. Fine time. Looking downfield. needs a bomb for Davis. Sauce Gardner's there. And it's knocked away. Sauce Gardner in position on Gabe Davis. Jets Radio Network. Vikings at Commanders. The kick is up. And go! Him, has kicked the Minnesota Vikings to a 20-17 lead. KFAN Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. Hey, hey. Raiders and Jaguars. Dropping at the blitz. Trevor fires right corner of the end zone. Caught for the Touchdown. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk for the score. WJXL AM 1010 and FM 92.5 Jaguars Radio. Ah! Seahawks at Cardinals. Geno stands strong, throws to the end zone. It is caught. Is he in? Is he in? I'm waiting. Yes! Touchdown Seahawks! It took a while for the official even to figure it out. D.K. Metcalf in the back corner of the end zone. Taps those toes. Seahawks Radio Network. Rams and Buccaneers.
4: Evans wide to the left. Here's the snap. In play, action fake. Pass to the right side.
3: Caught ball. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Buccaneers take the lead with nine seconds. Cade on. Fire the cannons. Fire the cannons. Fire them again. Buccaneers Radio Network.
4: The most valuable plays.
3: Gimmels for everybody.
4: This is
3: Fox Football Sunday. Oh.
4: One heck of a job, again, done by our imaging department and Ricky Herrera putting that together. All right, George, time for our final midseason award. Uh, The nominees for I Told You So, the I Told You So Award, where it's a prediction that you made that actually has come to fruition the first nine weeks of the season. George, your nominees
5: are? Jalen Hurts would be an absolute stud and an absolute baller. That and that the Kansas City Chiefs were not going to fall off because Tyreek Hill left. Mm, nailed nailed those for sure. Uh Jalen Hurts has been
4: very, very good for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh the Chiefs, uh the the AFC West, by the way, with a lot of our conversations leading into the season were man, best division in football. Well, the Raiders and Broncos have kind of taken some of that anchor. The Chargers have had their troubles, but they're at least at 5-3. and three. Chiefs right now 5-2 and two, and can extend that lead to a game over the Chargers with, or a full game if they beat the Titans tonight. Uh, my I Told You So nominee is kind of similar to yours and that's I picked the Philadelphia Eagles to have the best record in the NFC. I didn't pick them to have the best record in the NFL this season, but right now that's where they are, and they are unbeaten, and uh, I, I – didn't believe as much in Jalen Hurts as you did, but I obviously believed in him enough and what they were uh, to trust them. I also thought that there would be an opportunity, George, for them to uh, navigate their schedule and their division and take advantage of, and I think they've done that as well. Plus, oh, games yeah. against the Texans always help. So, yeah. <laughs> Alright, time <laughs> yeah. for the winner. The winner of the uh, I Told You So Award goes to We'll give it to you for Jalen Hurts. How about that? Yeah.
5: There it is. George we finally Reister. got a winner, baby. All right.
4: George Reister and his prediction on Jalen Hurts. A little inside intel never hurts, but that's why you you're listen right about that. To Fox Sports Red Zone
5: Radio. All right. No Ryan Tannehill tonight. Is it all Chiefs over the Titans? Oh man, yes. Yes. They the the Titans might throw five passes in this game.
4: <laughs> maybe derrick henry gets that 200 yards that moncy needs he's george reister i'm dan Bayer. this is fox sports red zone radio we'll talk to you in week 10 on fox sports radio